ones. Yeah. What is that? is a really good dad joke. Because he wants to go to the moon. Footballs. At all. At all. Hey, hey. Hi, Daddy. I'm Lady Gadget. I'm Lady Gadget. You're listening to the Death of a Bachelor podcast. Welcome to the Death of a Bachelor podcast. I am Russ. I am the host, I am said bachelor, so to speak, and I'm very happy to be with you. I feel like I haven't done one of these in forever. It's only been a little over a week, but it's been quite a long week. A lot's happened. A lot of adulting, if you will, and parenting. Um, Got up the Christmas tree. That was exciting. Got up some lights. And I tell you, I don't know if any of you are doing this hack, if you will, of buying the projector lights where they just shine on the house so it looks like you have lights all over your house. I'm not going to lie. I always thought they were kind of cheesy when I saw them in other houses. I love it. It is so much quicker and cheaper. I'm a fan. I like it. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with how the, how the house is coming along. Um, more exciting. Spent the weekend... Um, getting a big chunk of the movie done that I'm working on a full length uh, feature called trails going to be really cool coming out next summer. A lot of fun Uh, to explain the movie. I could go into the plot and everything, but let me just say my weekend of shooting culminated with me shooting a scene in a giant bubble bath, demanding to be taken seriously. (laughs) I think that tells you a lot about how ridiculous that movie is going to be. Um, so anyway, I, I purposely held off. I was actually, cause for a big chunk of it, I was, I was away from the family, which sucked as cool as the place was that we were staying. You know, I, I don't like being away for too long. I really don't. Um, but if I had to, it was pretty cool. We're in this cabin randomly in the woods. And it was like, it was like the bat cave, the, like the bat layer. Cause you're like driving along and it's all just really unassuming. There's a railroad, there's a, you know, some lake randomly. And then you turn the corner and there's an arrow pointing to go in for us involved in the movie. And it's just like a rock quarry. It's like, wow, it doesn't look at all like the picture, but the arrow says to go here. So I guess that doesn't look like a trap at all. So I turned and you're driving through a bunch of big piles of rocks Totally seems like you're going to get ambushed. I watch way too much Walking Dead, apparently. And next thing you know, it's like this outdoors oasis, like the like the LL Bean version of Jumanji. Basically, it's like the catalog just like vomited over this little piece of land. And it was amazing. Um, but yeah, so I, I was going to bring my stuff with me and tape it when I was gone, but I was going to be gone for a while and I knew Laura was going to be in and out of the house quite a bit. And I knew the kids were going to be, uh, you know, staying with other people, sleepovers and such. So what that means is the dog was going to be home by himself. And I knew something was going to happen. I assumed he was going to eat the tree, but he did not. 
uh, which was a huge surprise. I was waiting for that to be the big culmination at the end of of the, the episode. But I digress. This episode will be the dog episode. And uh, I got to say, I've always been a dog guy. I, I'm one of those people that honestly loves dogs more than people. I mean, I love people. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm at a party and there's a dog, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm petting the dog. Um, clearly, I go to some pretty crazy parties, just so you know. Um, but even like growing up, I remember a friend of mine, I go to his house and hang out and I would just sit on the steps and pet his dog and he'd get mad at me like, uh, Russ, can, can we like play or something? Can you stop petting my dog? So I, I've always had, I've always had a connection to dogs and it doesn't come from my first dog. My first dog was this dog named Tubby. And what I can say about Tubby is that he was there. Like they got Tubby about the same time I was born and I don't really remember any, he was a mutt. First of all, I have no idea what kind of dog he was. And he, he wasn't like, there's one really cute picture of me laying on him, which I'm assuming we got a picture of that because it's like one of the few times he let anybody touch him. He was just one of those grumpy dogs. He was a good dog, you know, for the most part, but you know, we can't, can't really say ever truly had like a strong bond with him, which I feel bad saying, but, but our second dog bandit. Oh, bandit takes me back. Um, so we were living in Marietta, Georgia, just outside Atlanta. And my brother's walking home from school one day. And this dog is following him home. And again, I mean, I have no idea what kind of dog bandit was. She looked like a giant Shih Tzu, basically. Um, but she was just such a cute dog and just so like the, the nicest, sweetest dog ever. And she followed my brother home. And I was immediately in love with bandit. Like she was my dog the second that she came home. And I remember she was we have no idea, obviously, where she came from. She just randomly followed him home. Um, no tags or anything. So we took her in. But I remember when she first got there, I literally dragged her up the steps and <laughs> said to my dad, look, she followed him inside. She really wants to live here. Like I forced her into the house and it's like, hey, look, she loves us. Um, and they they let her stay. And Oh, man, it was the best. Like, I would literally take her for walks around the neighborhood without a leash. Like, she she wouldn't leave my side, and we would just, like, walk around the neighborhood. Uh, we moved a couple other times after that, you know, which is hard when you're younger. So she was, like, my buddy, like, when we moved. That was, like, a built-in friend. Um, and I remember in the house where I grew up, we had this awesome deck, and I remember just sitting off the deck, like, you know, just staring. It's really weird now when I look back on it just sitting on a deck, staring at stuff. Um, but I loved it. And the dog would be sitting next to me, just petting her, looking at the sky. That was a good memory. That's about where it stops. <laughs> because, oh, it doesn't even get to our dog now. Because then after Bandit, I would have to then go to college and talk about our dog. Now, here's the thing. So I lived in a house, 
it was kind of like a mishmash. There were some football players and some rugby players. There's just some guys that listened to a lot of fish and smelled like Otto's jacket from The Simpsons. But, you know, it was an interesting house, to say the least. And one of my roommates thought it was a great idea in the city of Buffalo, where we have no place to actually, like, walk a dog, thought it was a great idea to get a puppy in his house full of college guys who were never home. Genius idea. Now, she was adorable. She was a Rottweiler mix. I want to say Rottweiler German Shepherd, but she was as intimidating as she was. Really sweet dog, but totally out of control because we didn't know what we were doing. She ate everything. Definitely the highlight was when I had one of my uh, one of my roommates who who was a baseball player, you know, totally cliche, chewed tobacco. Chewed a lot of tobacco. Dog was home by herself one day, ate all of his chewing tobacco. Not only was she completely hyper and chewed up everything else in the house, she got so sick. It was disgusting. And possibly my best thing about that dog was that she hated my roommate Scott which was hilarious because Scott was like the nicest guy. Scott himself was like a dog. He, when I, I'm picturing his face right now, he would just sit on the couch and he was just like the happiest guy, like just happy that someone was like talking to him and like paying attention to him and just like wanted to be friends with anybody. Like, you know, if you talk to him, he's your friend for life. Like it was, and it really didn't hit me right now. The analogy, he was like our real house dog. He was great. I love that guy. But the dog hated him, maybe because it was competition, and chewed up his stuff and peed and pooped and all kinds of other things on his bed. One time directly on his pillow, just a big blank you, buddy, right on his pillow. And he was just furious. And it got to the point where we just had to get rid of the dog because, you know, I don't know how we talked the landlord into saying yes in the first place, but he did. But it got to the point where she was going to eat the house. Like it was just going to happen. Um, and as you may have realized by now, I have not mentioned this dog by name and being the big, you know, reminiscing dog person that I am clearly from this episode, you would think I would remember the animal's name, which I do, but here's the funny thing. So we get her and she's a black and brown mix, a really pretty mix. And my one roommate, Mike, looks at her and says, hey, she looks kind of like a peanut butter cup. Let's name her Peanut. And everybody loved it. Oh, my God, she's totally a peanut. She's, oh, she's Peanut. About a month later, our roommate who actually owned the dog, we're, you know, he's sitting there patting her. We come in, hey, Peanut. And this guy was just, he was not the best. He was, he's not great. Um, he's like, yeah, her name's not Peanut anymore. It's midnight. Her name's midnight. Oh, okay. Well, that's great for a puppy to switch names, you know, in mid training. That's definitely going to help get your dog on track. It did not help. It didn't. And I, I, I don't know. Midnight sounded like a horse. Like it, it sounded like a horse that you bet on. Totally. Um, where peanut was like a cute dog name. So we had to give peanut away. Um, and, and that, that one always made me sad because she was a great dog, but just, totally in the wrong position so i like to think that she went to the animal shelter and somebody with a lot of room for her to run around 
you know, I feel like, you know, your parents give you that talk. Well, she went to this farm where she could run and play with all these animals. That's what I believe in. You will not convince me of anything differently. So in the gap between uh, Midnight Peanut, Midnut, that's terrible. That just sounds inappropriate. Um, Midnight Peanut combination dog. And our dog now, really, all I had was fish and they were great fish like you know they had personalities don't get me wrong i love pets but it was a it was a fish you know because my my root my landlords for the bachelor pad would not allow me to have a dog or a cat um so it was really twisting their arm when lauren and the kids moved in and they came with two cats and they're like okay but they're not outside cats fine whatever but definitely not a dog, even though they had a dog, but it's okay. They had a great dog, so I didn't mind. So our main goal when we moved into the house, one of the first things was that we were going to get a dog. Like that was going to happen. Like poor Merle is just one of those kids where we would say all the time, like he just needs a dog. Like he needs a dog. You know, Madison has her cats. She named them. She got to name both the cats. That's why we have cats named Strawberry and Monkey. Yes, we have a cat named Monkey, oddly enough. So it was destined to happen that we were going to get a dog in this place. And when we moved in, we made very clear to ask the landlady, who was an awesome person, if we could have a dog. And she said, yes, great. So, you know. I wanted to wait. I thought we needed to settle in, wait a little bit. And as you may have gathered from the previous episode, if you listened to it, and I really hope you did, um, that doesn't mean a lot in our house. What, what you know, I, not necessarily what I think, because I don't want to sound like I'm completely disregarded. But if I have a strong feeling that something needs to hold off, that it's like, ah, that's a, remember that cute joke you made when you said, we're not ready for a dog? Yeah, you you're a funny one. So yeah, we end up getting a dog and, and Laura was determined, you know, went, went to the local SPCA, went, you know, to animal shelters and, and just kept, kept it up until one day she finally went to the animal shelter, the, the shelter of, of Buffalo and, uh, and you know, all the dogs and their pens are going crazy, going nuts, obviously, because they see a person and they think this is my way out. I'm going home finally, except for this one. And he was just looking up at her with these giant eyes and just really like sad, you know, just like keeping to himself, doesn't want to like upset anybody. And she's like, that's our dog. And she called me and she explained the, that exact setting. I said, yeah, that's, that's our dog. It's a hundred percent our dog. Let's just get him. You know, we're going to get him, So just get him. And I went down and, and saw him and, you know, again, he was just a sweetheart and really cute. Um, they said he's a pit bull mix. You see it a little bit in the face. I see more boxer because his, his, his paws kind of go out in like this derpy way where they're like pointing out an angle. It's really cute. Um, but the thing is, the big point here is, and foreshadowing with irony, just dripping with irony, the people at the Buffalo Animal Shelter, as we're taking this dog, oh, my God. He's great. He's an absolute sweetheart. He's, you know, he's our favorite. 
we're really going to be sad to see him go. You're not going to have any problems with this dog. Those were words that they said, you won't have any problems with this dog. They have no idea. <laughs> he is. I, now, again, we get him home. He's okay for the most part. He's really excitable. See, the thing is, he gets he's a friendly dog, but he's too friendly. He wants to play with every everything and everybody and whatever animal he sees walking by. He wants to be their best friend, but to the point where he will take off from us. And, and you know, he gets a little bit anxious because he's a shelter dog. Totally understandable. So he, he'll chew on things if he's left home by himself. And, and he, you know, he's a runner. We've learned that. And it was, again, foreshadowing, dripping with irony, that we let Merle name the dog. And I don't remember what, the, what his name was in the shelter, but it started with a B. So, you know, everything we saw said, try to find, you can rename him, but try to find a name that starts with the same letter so they it'll help train him easier, or at least, you know, get him acclimated to the name a little quicker. Started with a B, and I remember Laura said Bruno. It's like, oh my God, my parents had a dog named Bruno, Big St. Bernard. That would be such a good tribute. Like, that, you know, I'm just thinking of my, my dad's face when I say, we got a new dog. We named him Bruno. Oh my God, it's beautiful. And, you know, that's, that's all I'm picturing. All right, Merle, what do you want to name him? Blaze. Really? Blaze? Yep, he's a Blaze. Because he's like blazing fast. Now, at this point, all we know from him is just sitting there in the little play area in the animal shelter. That's all we know at this point. So it's like, oh, really? You think he's blazing fast? Yep. He's blazing fast. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Bruno's a good name. Nope. He's blaze. Okay. So we get him home. And he is, in fact, blazing fast, as we've learned. Um, I have made just a a little bit of a laundry list of the things that blaze has done. And I, I write it down. I know, you know, puppy's going to pup. It happens. Like they're going to, they're going to chew stuff. They're going to run. You know, it's things are going to happen. This dog defies everything I've ever known about dogs. Um, let's see, where do I even start? Um, you know, I, I said, I started off by saying, I thought he was going to eat the Christmas tree. He did not, but he did eat an ink cartridge because we just got a new printer. He ate an ink cartridge. Uh, we tried to, uh, board him and put him in a, in a cage. There's a better name for that, obviously, but you know, it's, it's big. Like he had enough room. He ate it. He ate the cage and how he did it was like genius. Like it's, that's a thing. Like he does all these things and you would think he's stupid and you know, yeah, sure. But he's actually very, very smart when he wants to be like he gets out of his cage because for some reason we had a blanket on top of it. He manages to, to reach up with his teeth, pull the blanket down to the point where it made the cage collapse and he got out. It was unbelievable. It was it was impressive, actually. You ate the whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad. Just impressed. So, yeah, that happened. Um, let's see. Blaze by numbers. Uh, he's eaten through his leash. 
We're up to four on those, including one that was a horse lead. It was a, a leash made for horses. It was so thick and he chewed through it. He's ridiculous. He's like a, a wood chipper for a mouth. He's chewed through three collars and two harnesses. We're on the third harness. Yeah. So that's how we'll like leave him tied up. Yeah, he's fine. We're going to go play catch and he'll just hang out and watch us and it'll be fine. Nope. Next thing you know, he's tearing through the neighborhood. It's great. Um, he, as I'm saying this, I don't know why we thought this is a good idea, but you know, we'll run into a store, leave him in the car, leave the windows down. It's fine. You know, I mean, you know, obviously we wouldn't do that on a hot day. And if we did, he's got plenty of water. We're never gone too long. Like we, you know, we're, we're not like inhumane or anything, but you have to run in a car really quick, you know, run in a store really quick, leave the dog in the car. Well, one time we had just gotten a whole bunch of beef jerky from Laura's grandfather. And I'm like, yeah, leaving the dog in the car with all that jerky is a terrible idea. I'm just going to tell you right now. No, it's fine. We're just going to put it in the glove compartment and, you know, he'll be fine. It wasn't fine. He chewed the padding off the top of the glove compartment and figured out a way to open it with his teeth and ate every single piece of jerky. That is a fact. He also loves getting in the car. He hated it at first, but he loves long car rides. It's it's so weird. And it's kind of cute, actually. Whenever we, we drop off the kids somewhere, he will always sit in Merle's seat, his little booster seat. He will always, like, he does not move from there once the kids are gone. It's actually really cute. Um, but he loves getting in the car. So if we're leaving... You know, that's like one of the few times where he won't just take off. He'll just run right in the car. So that's kind of cool. Except a couple times when Laura is saying, oh, no, it's fine. She has way too much faith in him sometimes. Oh, he's fine. He's just going to run right in the car. And we took a little too long loading it up. He realized he didn't have a leash on him. Looks around. Hey, I could take a boom. Gone. Before he can even think it, he is gone. He is dust it is ridiculous. And I, you know, on the flip side, it's been a great way to meet neighbors. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking, obviously, but it's so true. We've met our neighbors through our stupid dog because he will get out and we've got a collar on him with his name at our phone numbers. And all of a sudden we'll get a call. Uh, are you the owners of blaze? Yeah. He's in our lawn right now eating some sticks. Really sweet dog. Really, really sweet face. Yeah, he's a sweet face. Anyway, um, I'm not done with my list. Uh, he's eaten uh, a door, two doors, actually, and uh, and the frame around the door and the weather stripping around the door. Um, he has eaten almost all of the kids Halloween candy, which I pretty sure I heard that chocolate was poisonous for dogs. Um. He's fine. It's been, well, a couple months now, and he's totally fine. He's got like a stomach of steel. And uh, he, oh, we know that because he's also eaten glass Christmas ornaments. He's, some, he's a maniac. Um, let's see. Ate his cage. I said that. Uh, ate the armrest. Ate the door. Okay. So the two big ones. And I swear I'm almost done. Thank you for sticking through this. Um, so we're driving, as I said, he loves car rides. We're driving through our neighborhood. We have a great neighborhood 
and there's tons of like animals running through it. I've seen a deer running through our neighborhood. It's crazy. And we were not like in the woods by any means, but it's just really cool. See these animals running around, rabbits, squirrels. So we're driving, we got the window down. He's just chilling with his head out the window like dogs tend to do. Sees a squirrel, jumps out the window of a moving car. He's, I swear to God, he really did. So he jumps out the window of a moving car to chase a squirrel. Lands hard on the cement, obviously not his greatest day. And he looks back at Laura like, why did you let me do that? Again, he's smart when he wants to be, sometimes not so much. But what takes a cake is we found out he was scared of the vacuum cleaner, which kind of sucks because he he really is like terrified of that thing. Um, so we found that out the hard way. So we are vacuuming the house. And of course, when I say we, I mean, Laura is vacuuming the house. And all of a sudden the phone starts ringing. It's a number we don't recognize. It's like, oh my God, okay. But it's local. It's not like a telemarketer. So we pick it up and we're in the house. Pick up the phone. Are you the owners of Blaze? What? We're in the house. Where did he go? Yeah. Um, he's in our yard. This is where we are. It's like three streets away. What? He is Houdini. If we could rename him, we would name him Houdini. He jumped out of our bedroom window. We're on the second floor. And where he jumped is just patio. And he had a little bit of a limp, but he was a trooper. So we shut that window and he was like done at this point. And we're like, all right, we got to run some errands. You're just going to stay there and relax. We're just going to, we'll let you have the house. We, you know, we'll let you just chill on the, on the bed and just like recoup. Cause you're clearly in a little bit of pain. We leave, leave a couple windows open. It was a hot day. Get a call. 10 minutes later, not even. Are you the owners of Blaze? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? This is the same day. Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. He's in my yard. We're a couple houses away, a couple of streets away. He jumped out the other bedroom window, our other bedroom window on the second floor. This time he at least jumped into some sticks. I can't tell if that was a good thing or not. Um, he, he jumped into these giant bushes. So clearly must have cushioned his fall. Couldn't have felt great. Hasn't done that again. But trust me, he has jumped out of every window. He finally figured out the kids, you know, were a little bit closer to the ground. So he jumps out their windows. But that thankfully is stopped. So, so what am I getting at? I got this huge list of things this dog has done. But to bring it all full circle, the thing I've learned from all this is don't get a dog. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I love our dog. And honestly, it's I'm not a, a deeply religious person, but it's almost one of those things where it was like meant to be. It's like a gift from God to quote the Blues Brothers, um, you know, because it's clearly a test of patience and it dogs, especially younger dogs and especially shelter dogs who you don't know what they've been through, um, which clearly you can tell, you know, he's, he's been through some stuff. So we definitely cut him some slack, um, you know, because in the deep root of him, he's a really sweet dog and he means well, 
And, you know, as, as much as we want to kill him sometimes, <laughs> great dog. Uh, he, he really is awesome. And it, and it gives you that perspective of you need to see through the bad to get to the good. And, you know, selfishly, I kind of feel like I am totally delusional on this. I know I kind of feel like it's good practice, you know, if we end up having other kids because I have to clean up a lot of his poop. He's thrown up on me. He's peed on me. He cries a lot. He chewed the door. I'm pretty sure babies do that. I didn't read the manual yet, but pretty sure that happens. Um, but in general, it's just good to get that humbled again that, you know, when your life is even sort of close to getting normal, you know, you got to reestablish and get out of your comfort zone because eventually with a little bit of time and a little bit of care, this is going to turn into a great dog, clearly, and going to be, you know, a friend for years to come. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. That was the dog episode. I'm Russ. This is the Death of a Bachelor podcast. Be good to each other. <laughs>